welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. I'm Deborah. I'm here with Tracy. Hey. And today we want to talk about a topic that we see new coaches or coaches that aren't yet meeting their financial goals really struggle with, and that is shiny object syndrome. Mm. Who doesn't like something shiny, Deb? Well, yeah, shiny things are beautiful <laughs> and we like looking at them. But we want to talk through today um, how that can kind of get in the way of business success, especially at the beginning, because yeah. it it makes people scattered, frazzled, not focused on what it is they're trying to accomplish. So we want to talk about how that starting out that way in your business can actually kind of create confusion maybe and get in the way of you reaching those initial goals that you've set for yourself. Yeah, it diverts focus, it diverts mindset, right? And we know when we are not focused on something, it's really hard to see it in its growth and to the finish line. So this is really, really reaching out to all of you new coaches who might have just gotten certified or starting your practice. And 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 we're speaking to, you know, all of our wonderful professional practicing divorce coaches. But this is this is for you, right? It's really exciting. You come out, you invested in the certification training program, you are ready to roll, right? You feel like dab those Wonder Woman bracelets, you're ready to go, <laughs> right? You're you're excited, you're motivated, and all of a sudden, right? You're you're figuring out, okay, how am I going to do this? And you engage in spending hours making Insta reels or thinking of cute, funny things to do for TikTok, right? Or building a website with all the bells and whistles and, right? So this massive invasion, if you will, in terms of everything I think I need. And what happens when we do that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if, if if I can back it up just a little bit, I think one of the things that strikes people right away when they come out, and we all get caught up in this every once in a while, is comparison. Mm-hmm. So, right, we're starting a new thing. And what do we automatically do? We automatically look ahead to the people that are already where we want to go and we see what they're doing and we want to start to replicate it. Yeah. And so then that's where we start to get caught up in this. Oh, well, they're doing, they have 10,000 followers on Instagram and they're doing this. So maybe that's what I ought to do. And I think sometimes it starts with that comparison trap. I I agree. Right. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, I could never be your Insta 
account Deb, right? (laughs) But, but yes, yes, that is something that when we just start out, people are comparing themselves to individuals who've been out there building their audience, building their followers off over a certain time. It's just like income, right? Right. No coach. We talked about this in a previous podcast, right? When are you going to make your first $10,000, let alone your first $100,000, right? So we get kind of lost in that. Keep it simple, stupid kind yes. of stuff, right? Yeah. And and the, the shiny syndrome keeps us away from the KISS method or giving it a kiss, right? Keeping it simple. Keeping it stupid, keeping it simple (laughs) and just, you know, I don't have that many Instagram followers. And just for, for, for you to know, I don't even have TikTok and I've never done a reel. Yeah, I I know this is going to age me. I don't, Um, it's, it's not part of my business strategy. Right. So that's, that's part of it is, is really taking time at the beginning to evaluate what are your business goals? Where do you want to focus? Because trying to chase everything that the people ahead of you are doing won't be successful. So you mentioned Instagram reels, TikTok, a website. We've also people seen people try to, you know, start Facebook groups, podcasts, um, do all kinds of um, training after training after training or hiring other coaches, thinking that will be the magic bullet, right? Mm -hmm. That's going to get them where they want to go. And what happens when we see people do chasing the latest shiny object, throwing spaghetti at the wall, is they're busy doing a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. They are doing they're any super, of them super well. busy. <laughs> they're not super busy. Doing, they're not doing any one thing well, right? Which then their conversion to track success or what we like to call key performance indicators for all of you, KPIs. There's yeah. no ability to really assess, right? To be successful in business, we have to be able to assess strategy. Right. And when we talk about strategy, if our goal is, is clients, right? I buy in three months, I want to have 10 clients, right? We then have to break down what is our strategy, our action steps that we are going to be able to implement to get to meet that goal. In that process, those are those, those strategies, those actions is when we have to be able to measure the effectiveness of them. So if your strategy is, okay, I'm going to implement, I'm going to do Insta posts every single day for blah, blah, blah. I'm going to reach out to all my friends and family and send them a little blurb about what I'm doing, whatever it is, right? Those strategies, if they are so enmeshed and amok and a whole bunch of stuff, and they're not purposeful and intentional to the goal that you're trying to achieve again yeah you're you're literally taking the spaghetti out of the boiling pot throwing it on the wall and seeing what's going to stick right and the thing is right. yes you might not even know which one is sticking and that yeah. that's the trouble is when we see um people doing so many of those things 
Yeah. I think it even becomes hard to know which one is working. So ta-da, my goal was to get, I wanted 10 new clients or I wanted X dollars in revenue in the first six months. Now I got there, but I don't know which one of those 15 things I did mm-hmm. gave yeah. me those 10 clients yeah. or that revenue. And right. so often if y'all have ever had allergies or digestive issues or anything like that, if you're familiar with the idea of an elimination diet, one of the reasons that's so effective is because it isolates one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. Which of these is the the troublesome food that's causing me problems? And I think we can approach when we're building a business, approach mm-hmm. it the same way. Start mm-hmm. with one thing, see mm-hmm. how that works. Add a second thing and mm-hmm. make sure you're tracking those KPIs individually for each yes. of those. One of the most important things to track is when somebody schedules a consult call with you. How did they get to you? How did they get to you? Mm-hmm. You've got to know that. Yep. Did yep. they hear about you from report? a friend? Did exactly. they see you on Instagram? Right. Mm-hmm. Did they Google and find your website? Yeah. And, and this is, I I hear coaches share with me all the time. They're afraid to ask why (laughs) Right? that's information. That's wonderful information. How did you hear about me? How did you learn about my services? If it was just Googling great, you're doing well on your Google metrics, right? If you came up with a certain amount of searches for this individual, if it was through word of mouth, great. Who's that person who's out there sharing? You might want to extend some graciousness or gratitude to that person to continue their referral, right? They love to be acknowledged every time I only take referral-based work. So every time somebody comes to me through a referral and I find out who that referral is, I reach back out to that referral source and say, hey, I just want to thank you so much. And I've been able to continue those developing those relationships, which they're like a feeder system. Absolutely. They're a feeder system. But that referral source is so, so important, right? For you to be able to put in the metrics to be able to to understand exactly what you're talking about, Deb, that elimination strategy, one strategy at a time and being able to see if it's working for you. The other thing on that is, is a specific timeframe for that, right? If you're going to measure Insta in 30 days, it's not going to happen, Yeah, right? It, it, it's going to, your Insta assessment needs to be evaluation needs to be over a longer period of time in terms of metrics for that. But being realistic, you are a team of one. So I think one of the challenges also is in the shiny syndrome is that shiny object syndrome is that we're one person, right? Mm -hmm. We're not only the captain of our ship, right? We're also the deckhand and the chef and the engineer and the toilet cleaner <laughs> and and everything else, right? So in that process of a team of one, being realistic in terms of those metrics, looking at those strategies, those goals, and, and giving yourself the opportunity to Focus your energy and attention because when we are trying to still provide service for our clients, right? Because 
you all know how I feel about this. That's where your energy and goal needs to be is providing value to the client that you're currently working with because they are your better, best chance of uh, having more clients if they had a positive experience with you. But being able to put your energy into things without being diverted, lack of focus, lack of accountability, just because you're chasing all of these shiny objects and it is impossible when there's only one of you. Absolutely. And there is, you know, speaking of all the jobs you have to do, seeing clients is one, Mm -hmm. but the more other things you add, the more admin tasks you add. And so if you're doing a Facebook group and Instagram and TikTok and taking more um, training and doing a podcast and doing all these things, then you have just added to your workload. And now you're going to feel intense pressure once you do start building business. Well, now I have 20 client appointments this week. (laughs) How am I going to fit in time to do X, Y, and Z? So again, you're not going to be doing those things well. The admin is going to become overwhelming. And that brings up kind of one more point, which is, okay, so you do get your clients. Pay attention to your onboarding process because that's another piece of admin that can really overwhelm you mm-hmm. and affect your client experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Everything from scheduling, you know, I, I think these scheduling apps are awesome. I know for all of you who know me, I don't use them. Um, but if you're not also on top of setting up your scheduling app appropriately or correctly, right, you are also then hurting yourself. So I've been seeing a lot of new coaches setting up Calendly apps and not being able to manage them and then sending links out and then people trying to get through and then not recognizing it or it didn't get scheduled or there was a misunderstanding or there was a conflict in scheduling. So your settings even on these, if you're not focused on that, you can be causing a really, really not great first impression with people who are coming and trying to work with you. Because we're trying to do too much too soon, too fast by chasing shiny objects. Yeah. So, you know, let's go back to, you know, when you got your certification, that's awesome. What should you do first? Get clients. You want to start working (laughs) with clients. You need five clients. Yeah. Let's just put that out there. You need five clients. So, what is the fastest, quickest way to go get five clients? It's just talking to people. Talking to people. Word of talking to people. 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 And honestly, talk to anybody. You know, your yoga teacher, your doctor, people in line at the post office. I don't care. Talk to your gynecologist. Yep. All day long. Think about who do people share personal details of their life with? Uh, you I, people joke or laugh when I say gynecologist, but trust me, oh. they know the they know the tea. Yeah, you know. So do um, hairdressers and massage therapists, and so who do, bartenders? Who do Bar- people I say talk bartenders to? All the time, right? right? Who do people talk to about the problems in their lives? Mm-hmm. Go talk to those people. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to say, I love professional networking, but the, those already established professionals, we want clients before they've reached them. 
before yes. they've reached the attorney, before they've reached the CDFA, before they've reached, right? So who are those people exactly, Deb? Those are those immediate, tangible people. Okay, so we've got our five clients. We know the fastest and easiest way really is word of mouth and talking to people that matter who talk mm-hmm. to other people about their problems. Yes. 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 People they're talking to about their problems. So have your elevator speech ready. Yep. If you haven't prepared your elevator speech, it sounds like this. I help blank people who have this problem go from this state of being to this new state of being. Mm-hmm. You explain how you help people with a problem solve their problem. Yep. That's your value proposition. It's 15 seconds. It's something you can use in a short conversation. Clear and confident. Clear and confident. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Right. And 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 I think another thing is if we're applying the KISS theory across this board and re as an antidote to the shiny object syndrome, I encourage you even in your elevator pitch, your description, keep it simple. Speak language people understand, speak pain points, and make it clear, articulate, confident, and short. Short. Right? I hear divorce coaches go on and on and on of what the hell they do. And I think it's great. Yes, it is sometimes a little difficult. But when you really, really know what you do, you can surmise it really, really quickly that people, that it resonates with your audience and being mindful of who that audience is because your elevator speech pitch changes per specific target audience or who you're speaking to a friend versus a professional colleague versus. Right. uh, And and it's, and, and, um, you know, when I work with clients, one of the strategies we use is script, speak, stop, Mm -hmm. plan what you're going to say, say it, and then shut the hell up. Shut up. Um, (laughs) And your elevator pitch sometimes needs to be the same way. If you go on and on and on and on and on about all the things that you help everybody with everything all the time, people are going to tune out. So serve them up a very tasty appetizer. Absolutely. Very tasty appetizer. 15 seconds. Drill down on that. If they are interested and if you do it right, they will be. They'll say, tell me more. Yes. So better to serve them up a spicy, tasty appetizer than a bland chicken entree that they will not remember. <laughs> We've all had banquet food, right? Blah. Yeah, yeah I try not to. About the, the chicken breast with mushroom gravy you had at the wedding. You talk about the little appetizer bite you had that was the most fabulous thing ever. So think about that when you're, when you're talking. Um, let's just kind of wrap up when we say shiny object syndrome, I think one of the things we say, it's not that it's not that adding the newest, latest thing is not a valuable marketing strategy, mm-hmm. but it should be intentional. intentional. You should know what you're hoping to accomplish with it. And you should have tracking in place to know if the time and energy you're spending on it is helping you achieve your either revenue client, uh, trust building, credibility building goal, whatever your goals are. Yep. For that. Yep. Absolutely. I think that, you know, wonderful, as you just said, right. We love shiny objects. I like shiny objects. They make me feel happy. Right. And they're exciting and starting out in this 
professional practice, building your practice, getting clients, doing the work, right? So many individuals, professionals who are entering the professional practice of certified divorce coaching are really impassioned by lots of other motivating factors. So we all want to be successful. We want you to be successful. We want to make divorce a kinder, gentler process for people engaging in that. And we know that we can do that. We have the skills and talents to do it. We want you to be successful. So part of being successful is, is making sure that you are taking your time, energy, and focus. You are a party of one, right? So being realistic about what you're trying to accomplish and being able to assess it and measure it is absolutely going to be the difference between your success or your frustration and feeling that you can't ever accomplish what it is that you want to accomplish. So with that, I hope we've given you lots to think about in in regard to shiny objects and keeping it simple. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.